This is Public Radio 90 WNMU. I'm Kurt Hosworth on the phone with a special guest today to talk about what the music department and some of the ensembles are doing in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm speaking with the Director of Choirs, Dr. Aaron Kolwitz. Good to have you on the line today. Thanks. Good to be here. Now, I understand that with the choirs on the campus of Northern Michigan University, these can be known as uh, super spreader events. They can be, uh, you know, whether it's rehearsing or getting people together for a concert, it can be quite dangerous, especially with the amount of air that's expelled during choir rehearsal and concerts, things mm-hmm. of that nature. So can you tell us a little bit about what you understand so far with maybe the dangers of getting a big group of people together and singing right now and, and what you're doing to, to help stop that spread from happening? Yes, absolutely. Um, we're very aware that, you know, this is this is potentially dangerous. Um, so we're taking every precaution we possibly can um, to make sure our students are safe. So we've moved uh, two of my ensembles into the recital hall to rehearse. So we will be six to nine feet apart from one another uh, while singing. And uh, we've also purchased them um, some masks, so specific singing masks. Uh, this particular mask is called the resonance mask. So it gives them the same protection that, you know, our regular sort of cloth masks uh, would give, but gives them a little space to sing. So we might actually be able to make some sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it will sort of rectify the the annoying um, occurrence of sucking in your mask when you breathe in. <laughs> We're trying to avoid that. Always good. Um, so it it gives it some ribbing and a little bit of um, structure so that that won't happen for these singers. Um, but yeah, we, and of course we're working on the HVAC situation, uh, Reynolds being a newer building, we can use some HEPA filters and things like that um, to clean out the air between each meeting and things like that. So um, we're trying really hard to make this go. Um, I'm obviously hoping that, you know, for the best and that we as, as faculty members can make this as as safe as possible for these students. Um, We'll be wiping down every room in between um, each rehearsal uh, with PPE and things like that. We have plenty of um, Clorox wipes and things like that that we'll be making sure that everything is sanitary for them in between every class. Um, So that's the university choir and the arts chorale. We'll be meeting like that. Um, another option, of course, is to meet in groups, and we did talk about that, mm-hmm. um, and that, and may go to that. You know, we'll, we'll kind of see how this works, but if, if we need to make the group smaller, that's certainly an option that maybe only the Eltos meet with me on Mondays, the men meet with me on Wednesdays, right, something parts. like that. And then, right, and then I, on the other days, then they will be doing um, their own work, either assignments that I've given to them or um, practicing with recordings of their own part, things like that. So that is another option um, with the university choir right now. The arts chorale is capped out at around 20, um, and I feel pretty good about that number, and we only rehearse for 50 minutes um, right now. Again, you know, who knows, that might change. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're trying to limit the amount of exposure that they have, um, obviously, while singing. So we're hoping that that will work for University Choir and Arts Chorale. I've decided to cancel the Choral Society and uh, our board um, of directors from the Choral Society will be issuing a statement to the media this week sometime about our plans. 
um, for the semester in the future, but ultimately we decided it was just too dangerous for a group of older adults, especially in that number. I mean, we usually have roughly around 130 singers. Right. So um, we don't have a place to meet on campus anyway at this point um, because they are limiting the amount of space um, for each room. So uh, Mm -hmm. that wasn't going to be feasible anyway. Um, but we really felt like it was just irresponsible to move forward with that, um, given that our age group for the community chorus is a little bit older. Sure. Um, however, we are going to keep offering that as a course, which will be online. So uh, right. MU-112, yeah, MU-112 will now be offered as sort of a choral literature course. Mm-hmm. So each week we'll tackle a different masterwork, listen to it, discuss it, talk about the composer, where the composer was at that time in his or her life, and uh, kind of make it a little interesting offering. So that's offered to our students, obviously, um, and that's offered, you know, anyone who wants to register for that course and wants to pay for half a credit uh, can certainly do that. I know that people over the age of 62 can also register for free. They just have to pay the fee online. So that's something we're trying to offer to students so we don't have to cancel classes, cancel courses. Yes, and that's actually a nice way to, you know, make some productive use of the time. If you can't get everyone together, at least share that love and appreciation of the Choral Masterworks uh, safely at a distance. And I can't imagine how it would look trying to wrangle, let's say, a group of 100 people at a socially distanced choir ensemble, everyone spaced apart. You'd need a football field, no. essentially. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it's just not feasible, and it's just it's too dangerous at this time, really. You know, luckily our numbers in the in the student choirs are relatively small, and I can keep them relatively small. So I don't feel that we're putting them at as much danger, especially in this very large recital hall. They'll basically be spread out in the seats, and yeah. I will be on stage along with our accompanists will be on stage, and everyone will be socially distanced in the in the seats of the recital hall. So I feel a little better about that. Right now they're talking, you know, they're definitely saying we need to be spread out at least six feet. Um, Another study I just read said nine feet. So we're going to kind of experiment with, you know, being as far apart as we possibly can. All the chairs will be marked for each student. There'll be big X's on the chairs that no one can sit in. Um, There'll be seating charts uh, for contact tracing. So every day they will be in the same place. And if anyone's missing, then I know. Um, and in case someone does contact contract the disease, then I'll be able to find out who they've been in contact with, and I can send all of that to my uh, my colleagues and to the Department of Health. So it sounds like everything is being taken care of, whether it's the cleanliness of things, the social distancing, contact tracing, making sure that all the I's are dotted, T's are crossed. Uh, Do you kind of see this being the norm for the next couple semesters? What's your thought on how the future of things are going to look? Well, my, my real feeling is that we won't get back to normal until there's a vaccine, and even then, that's going to take some time. So unfortunately for for choral singers, for musicians, you know, uh, this is going to be a really tough time, and and we're learning to be very flexible. Um, you know, I keep telling my students we're just going to have to be flexible. Just you know, understand that we're all learning in this capacity, and everything changes kind of on a day to day basis. Um, and faculty, you know, we have to be flexible too because you know we get different information every day. We get new information every day, and we have to work around, you know, what the administration is telling us. So 
I, but I agree with you. I would say we got a couple of years yet before we get back to quote normal. And even then, will it be normal? I'm, I'm not really sure. Will we always be singing socially distanced now forever? That's certainly a possibility. We're speaking with Dr. Aaron Colwitz, Director of Choirs here at Northern Michigan University. Along with that, thinking of how we uh, how we rehearse and prepare for these concerts, how about from the audience perspective? Um, is there going to be more use of technology that you foresee, uh, more live stream concerts, uh, people joining in maybe on Zoom calls, things like that? Yeah, absolutely. And as you probably know, rehearsing a choir on Zoom does not really work very well. <laughs> We've tried. We've tried. Uh, it doesn't work. The lag time is just is just too great to make anything really coherent or or cohesive. So um, yes, performances at least for this semester will all be streamed online. Um, luckily, our our department head, Dr. Jeff Vickers, just uh, received a a large sum of money from a donor so that we can upgrade all of our technology in the recital hall. So you're looking at 400k. Um, you know, video capacity, um, you're looking at some really great sound equipment. So we can probably do some performances. Um, I know Dr. Zimmerman, Nancy Zimmerman, is going to do her piano recital at the very beginning of the semester, um, live streamed from our YouTube channel, uh, from the NMU Music Department. So we're definitely planning on doing all concerts right now via stream. Um, the other opportunity that we have for my students will likely be recording in the recording studio, probably by voice part to break it down. That's a small space, so we'll have to limit the amount of people in that space. But we'll do some recordings and mix those and then probably may make some video content that we can put out online for the coming semesters. And if anything, that's a nice bright spot to be able to include that side of the educational process, learning how to record things, mix things, utilize all this new technology. Very cool. Absolutely. And for our students that are interested in music technology, this is exactly what they need to learn to be doing anyway. So, so yeah, we can kind of put a different spin on that and, um, and use what we have at our disposal to our advantage. We've been speaking with Dr. Aaron Kolwitz, Director of Choirs here at Northern Michigan University, talking about how this crazy COVID-19 pandemic is shifting, changing things rapidly, and how we're adapting and uh, getting through and still uh, doing a lot of uh, fine singing and accomplishing of uh, those goals for the semester. Anything you'd like to leave our listeners with today, Aaron? Well, we hope to present, like I said, some video content to the community um, so that we are still utilizing, um, you know, our beautiful rehearsal space and giving the community something um, that will uplift them, hopefully, and and move them. So that's definitely on our minds as music faculty, um, you know, so we can still offer a little bit to our community, even in, the, in light of this pandemic. Um, so I just hope that they stick with us. <laughs> Well, Aaron, thanks so much for touching base with us, telling us a little bit more about how the NMU Music Department is handling all these things, uh, all, the, all the different pieces that have to come together for dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. Thanks for your time. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.